Standing Chimney is open this Saturday, October 7th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Stop by and pick up some fresh baked goods, decorations for fall, and more. For more info and directions, go to standingchimney.com. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we're going to talk about one of our favorite things here in western Pennsylvania and eastern Ohio, and that is the Celebration Buffet. <laughs> also known. It. Yes. <laughs> hey, I you know, I changed it up because I was going to call it the Wedding Buffet, but then I realized we had this at our Christmas party for work. I've had it at graduation parties. I've seen I've, it at funerals, so it's also a, funeral a memorial yeah, buffet. It's, it's, yeah, it could be anything. Any sort of a thing that you're having that requires a buffet, this is most likely what you're going to have. And this is, it's a treasured, treasured thing. People love it. This is, I mean, this is Pittsburgh. This is Youngstown. This is Canton. This is Cleveland. This is Newcastle, Pennsylvania. So we're going to give it to you, the Celebration Buffet. So what is it? What is the Celebration Buffet, you say? Well, here's what it is. Toss salad, and the toss salad would be like lettuce, maybe some purple cabbage, tomatoes, olives, not a ton of vegetables in there. And it would be pre-dressed with Italian dressing to ensure that after about two hours, it's just a soggy bunch of lettuce and stuff, which actually is really good. I hate to say that, but it's like iceberg lettuce. So I don't, I don't know. It's a delicious thing, even soggy. Some people prefer it when it's soggy. So, so there's your, you have your tossed salad. You have your thinly sliced, super soft, delicious Italian bread. This is standard. You've never seen bread sliced this thinly before in your life. You can eat like 10 pieces of it and feel yeah. like you've had one slice of bread because it's so delicate and light. However, there's a problem because the butter pats that are served with this cloud-like bread are as solid as cement. They're always cold and hard and solid and unspreadable. So you have to hold them in your hand or set them under some food on your plate or under your plate or whatever to try and soften them up so you can spread them on your bread. But most likely what happens is your bread gets all ripped apart because you're trying to spread this really, really hard butter on it. It's really not a buffet unless the butter is fresh out of the freezer. <laughs> You don't, it's not refrigerated. This is frozen. True. This is true. This is very true. Next up on the buffet, you usually have, a, it, it sort of leans towards being Italian, but it's not necessarily Italian. I would say, this is what I would say. It's Italian with an Irish twist to it. Okay. So you're going to have on your buffet, some sort of pasta, usually penne or rigatoni, or even masticioli, the longer penny, or even the longer rigatoni that's like a tube, you know, so you're going to have some kind of pasta. Always a tube pasta, A tube though. pasta, Has always. Has to be a tube. Yes. With the ridges on it. It's always going to be the rigatti on it, and it's going to be in a plain sauce. So it's, there's not going to be anything in that sauce, okay? So you're going to have pasta with this plain sauce, and then you're going to have um, what is known as... Peppers and onions and sausage, I believe, is peppers and onions and sausage. That's like the name of it. It's actually what it is, but people call it peppers and onions and sausage, as though that were the name of it, 
the name of the dish, but it's actually what's in the dish. Okay. So what is it? It's Italian sausage cut in little pieces at an angle. They always have a sharp angle on the side. And it's Lots big. of sharp angles in this. Oh, yes. so you this get is... the sharp angle from the penne. You get the sharp <laughs> angle in the sausage. There's a lot yeah. of parallelograms in this food. <laughs> and then there's uh, bell peppers, like red and green bell peppers cut in big, thick strips and big strips of onion. And they, they saute the peppers and onion, and then they cook the sausage and mix them all together. And it's delicious. Delicious. Sometimes they have meatballs and sauce on the side of this, but most of the time... They do not. Okay? I would say for a like a college graduation, a lot of times you see the meatballs and sauce instead of the sausage and peppers and onions, just because I, I feel like maybe that's easier for, you know, if you're making it yourself. But if you're going somewhere to well, a catered event, that's when you get the fancy sausage with peppers and onions. Let me put it this way. If you're really going over the top on this thing, you have both the meatballs oh, yeah. and sauce and the sausage, peppers, and that's onions. That's very true. That's for that's for fancy events. If it's a fancy occasion, you have all of the meats. Now we move into the next meat, which <laughs> is the baked Italian chicken. You always have the baked Italian chicken. And always. that is just, it's chicken pieces that are bone in, almost always bone in, uh, and it's usually thighs and legs and wings and sometimes breasts that have been cut in half, but usually it's thighs and legs and wings, and they've been marinated in Italian dressing and baked, and it's very good and moist and tender chicken, but that's another meat on, you know, this is and a you very... Have, you have all the meats right next to each other, right. too. It's the, it's the pasta on the end, and then all of the meats. Now we're coming into the Irish part, which is the parsley potatoes. The unexplained parsley potatoes that are always on these buffets. Now, usually these are canned potatoes. So they take the canned potatoes that are whole little potatoes, drain the water off of them and heat them. And then they make a sort of a dressing for them out of butter and parsley, sometimes garlic, not always, or garlic powder or something, salt and pepper. And they pour that on the potatoes and toss the potatoes in that. And they're actually very delicious. You can also do this with fresh potatoes or, you know, if you want to be fancy, you can do like red skins and peel a little strip around them. Or you can use a big potato and cut them up into chunks and do this. But usually it is the canned potatoes, which have a very distinctive flavor. Yes. And a very distinctive look, because like I would say in my entire life, I don't think that I've ever seen those specific potatoes anywhere outside of a buffet in one of those Schaefer dishes. Yes, yes. Yeah, and they're like very yellow. Yeah, you know, and they have they have that cast to them. Mm-hmm. And then they get a lot of butter on oh, them. Oh, so much butter. I mean, they are delicious. They are delicious. But I just I haven't seen them literally anywhere outside of a buffet. Outside of this buffet. Yeah. <laughs> this specific buffet. Now, the other vegetable that you get, well, if you consider the potatoes a vegetable, Which, not everybody does. Another vegetable I have never seen outside of this buffet. The green beans with almonds or green bean almondines. So I guess this would technically be the French addition to the buffet. So what it usually is, is whole green beans, fresh green beans, and they steam them. And then they take slivered almonds. Um, sometimes they're toasted, sometimes they're not but they take slivered or else the very thinly sliced almonds and they saute them in butter 
copious amounts of butter and olive oil, I think. And then they spread those over the green beans and toss them throughout the green beans. So you get this really, these really, really green, long green beans with almonds all over them. And that is the other vegetable that you would get on this buffet. And always a surprise if you happen to have a nut allergy and are going to a party. You gotta be on the lookout. Because, I mean, I wouldn't expect to see almonds in the green beans. But they're there. What always delights me on this is it seems like it would be a buffet of Italian foods. But then there's a twist in there and when a turn. You, well, when you when you start at the one end, because like I said, <laughs> usually, okay, you have the plates and the napkins. And then the pasta is almost always first. And then like meatballs and or Italian sausage. And then the chicken. And then it just takes a left turn and goes into Western Europe for a bit. And then you get to the incredibly thinly sli- paper slice paper thin slices of bread <laughs> hard hard butter and a drenched salad yeah the salad's always at the back end of this too yeah. because i don't know if people know this but typically italians eat the salad last they don't eat the salad first i mean well why waste the stomach space on salad yeah, you just want to, you know, fill up what remaining room you have. Yeah, isn't that funny? But it's it's the way, I mean, it's like, it's like the, in our family, I would say Italians in, in my family who are first generation Italians, the, the salad was like dessert for them. So they would get the, get their salad, set it beside their plate, eat all their food and then eat their salad. And it's just, it seems the reverse order of everything you've ever heard, but that's just the way it is. So this is this is the celebration buffet. Now with the celebration buffet, you have drinks, right? And your drinks are always this: coffee, assorted pops in clear plastic pitchers so you don't know what pop is in what pitcher. No, just vaguely brown. There's no labeling. There's <laughs> there's a there's a regular usually it's like Coke or Pepsi and then diet Coke or Pepsi, but they look identical yeah, because they're which... in the same pictures so it's like you're like roulette with the drinks so i mean the best way to go is if you see something that's a clear carbonated thing you know that that's probably sprite there's that's sometimes... the only for sure bet right well sometimes they do ginger ale and that's that's golden yeah but i always enjoyed that like you know like you said it's it's pitcher pop roulette which which one is it which is which that's always there's, cracked me there's up. There's no way of knowing. No way of, And also, there's usually ice in the pitchers. Yeah. So it's also a little bit watered down and a little bit flat. But that's what makes it a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> then for dessert. For dessert, there's always a sheet cake. Always. So depending upon what's happening, it could be like, for example, if it's Christmas, you might have bright red poinsettias all over it which means when you eat your cake your teeth look like you chewed up one of those things like in elementary school that showed where the plaque was okay i have seen cakes uh i can't remember must have been newcastle had uh red and black icing on it which that was fun you just scraped there you know there's no escaping that one you got to take it off but you get these cakes with incredibly vivid uh, food coloring so on them. So much food coloring. And lots of flowers and decorations and stuff. And it's always a big sheet cake. But no matter how many people are at your event, 
the sheet cake will be cut into two inch square pieces. So you will either have a large group of people and have just enough cake or a small group of people and have a half a million pieces of cake left over <laughs> after your party that then you have to figure out who's taking the cake home. So, so it's, it's, it's tradition. I don't know what to tell you. It's tradition. I mean, the, I would say the taking leftovers home is as much a tradition of a buffet as the actual buffet. This is true. And people always, you know, another thing we talked about, which you typically would have, uh, um, is a cookie table. And that's not just at a wedding. Oh, no, people, no, no. People call it a wedding thing, but a cookie table in Western Pennsylvania and Eastern Ohio, you can have a cookie table for whatever you want. Absolutely. Okay? So you can have a baby shower, perfect buffet for a baby shower, cookies and cake. You can have a graduation party, cookies and cake. You can have a, a bridal shower, cookies and cake. You can have a wedding dinner, cookies and cake. I mean, you know, we like to party here. We like to party, and this is the party we like to have. Everybody this likes one. cookies and cake. Yes. And so, ice cream if you're feeling fancy. So when we're talking about taking home leftovers from this sort of an event, you have to have a good sturdy chinette plates and napkins because everyone knows that nothing keeps cake, cookies, and food in general fresh like a sturdy paper plate covered in an opened napkin. There's nothing like it. You want to get like a regular, like a regular napkin too. So where you unfold it and it's like half a ply of tissue paper, thin, you can see all the food underneath it. Like if um, cling film was like less a airtight and also a little bit opaque. <laughs> That's that's the level of protection we have here. This is true. And, you know, it works great. You put some pasta on one of those plates. If it's a chinette plate, you might get home before it gets a little soggy on the bottom. It works great. It works, it works great. great. So, you know, except, except, of course, for the salad. But usually what they do with the salad is they put it in one of those little clear plastic cups that you get to drink your pop out of. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, this you is... take a cup of salad home. It is a liquid. <laughs> So this at is this, at this point in the evening, it is a liquid. <laughs> and it's actually my mother-in-law loved that. She loved the salad with the Italian dressing. She would always want to take it home. My husband actually likes it too, so he he does enjoy it, but not not when it's real, real soggy. But everybody loves that. It's just a riot. It's a riot. But that is that is for those of you who didn't know or have never heard of this or from outside the area or something, that is the celebration buffet. For um, people call it the Newcastle, we call it the Newcastle Wedding Buffet. I've heard it called the Pittsburgh Wedding Buffet. I know it's it's probably a Rust Belt thing, so it could extend all the way from West Virginia to Chicago, because it's a, a classic assemblage of food. It's so classic, in fact, that we had a convention here in Newcastle um, several years ago, and it was a convention of all the student governments from high schools all over the state of Pennsylvania. So hundreds and hundreds of kids. So the kids hosting this from Lawrence County, the advisors said, well, what do you want to do for dinner? You know, for these kids, we should do something that's really from our area to show them our area. And this is the meal they picked because it's what they have at every celebration. This is it. So they had this and apparently it was a huge success. The one thing about this buffet, the beauty of this buffet, really, is there's something for just about everybody. You know, if you don't like 
one thing, there's another thing. So you have several meats, you have a couple of vegetables, you have whatever. It's, it's amazing because there's almost always something there for somebody that they, that they can or will eat. Absolutely. And like, I know we've been joking about it, but genuinely it is really good. And anytime you walk in somewhere, you're like, I know that I will like something. It's relatively simple foods, but the combination of them works fantastically. Oh yeah. And and it's also very colorful. It looks nice. And even though we, like I said, we make fun of it, but it's good. It's a we good We make one. fun of it because we love it. Right. We kid because we love. So I'm going to give you a couple recipes from this so you can do this in your own home because it's, it's pretty simple, really. It's pretty basic. So we'll kind of go down the line. As far as the salad goes, the salad is basically, if you get the bagged American salad, you know what's in there. It's chopped up iceberg lettuce. It's a little bit of grated purple cabbage. It's very finely sliced carrots and sometimes radishes. And then to make it the salad that you want for this particular dinner, you can add cherry tomatoes to it. You can add um, finely sliced olives to it. Usually you don't find any other vegetables than that in this particular salad. So it's just, it's a very simple um, iceberg lettuce and a couple of things. And then you get a bottle of your favorite Italian dressing and put that on it and toss it and boom, you're ready to go. And that's it. It's nothing fancy, but it is simply a good little salad. Moving along for your pasta. This is basically just you pick the kind of tube-shaped pasta that you like. It has to be a tube and it has to have ridges. And basically you make the sauce that you like and sauce the pasta. No big deal. Very simple. So you can even use jarred sauce like Prego, Prego traditional, uh, something like that. This is an easy vegan addition to your meal if you want to have a vegan addition with this that someone can eat because you can use a sauce that doesn't have any, you know, that's an all-natural sauce with uh, no cheese or anything in it. And you can use a pasta that doesn't have any eggs in it. And poof, you're, there you are. But you got your plain sauce. For your, um, well, your meatballs, you can use whatever meatballs you want. You can buy a bag of frozen DeRosa meatballs and cook them in sauce. Easiest thing on earth. Get a pot of sauce on, heat it up, pour your bag of meatballs in and let them cook for about an hour in the sauce. And now you have your sauce and meatballs. Those bags come with about 32 meatballs in them. So if you were going to have a meal for, say, 16 people and you wanted to do something like this, it's the perfect amount. Sausage and peppers. What is in this? I simply don't know. Sausage, peppers, and onions. Onions, peppers, and sausage. Peppers, onions, and sausage. Whatever you call it, here's how you make it. You get a pound of Italian sausage in a rope, okay? It can be sweet or hot, whichever you prefer. Put your sausage on a baking sheet and bake it in the oven at 375 degrees for about a half an hour. Doesn't take very long. While you're doing that, in a large skillet, cut up one large green bell pepper, clean it, cut it up in slices that are about a half an inch wide, clean and cut up one large red bell pepper, same thing, slices about a half inch wide, and then clean and cut up one or two onions, depending upon how much onion you like. Saute them in olive oil 
on your stovetop. I like to use a Dutch oven because you have to kind of steam them to soften them. So put the lid on it and let them saute and cook for about a half hour. When your sausage is done at the half hour point, take it out and let it cool for about 10 minutes while your peppers are still cooking over low heat. Then take your sausage and cut it in an angle in pieces about one to one and a half inch long. Once you have it all cut up, dump it into your peppers and onions and stir them around and just let it continue to heat for a little while and poof, there is your peppers, onions, and sausage. Tricky, isn't it? I, I mean, <laughs> you might have to go over that again because that sounded <laughs> very complicated. Well, here's the most work that you're going to have is the Italian chicken, which isn't even that much work. So what you want to do first is you want to get a two-gallon Ziploc bag. If you look in that department of your store, it's the extra large size Ziplocs. They're like a freezer bag. You want to have those for brining, very handy to keep around. So you need a large Ziploc bag to brine your chicken in. And then whatever chicken cuts you want, I just made this with bone-in skin-on chicken thighs. And I got, it was just about a three-pound package of them, which was six chicken thighs. I have also done this with just the chicken breasts that come um, individually frozen in a bag. If you want to use those, you can use those too. But typically it is thighs, legs, and I wouldn't use wings because wings are ridiculously priced anymore. So if you just wanted to do chicken thighs and chicken legs, you could do that. Take the chicken out of the package and trim off any excess fat or skin with your kitchen shears and then put them into the brining bag. And then get yourself a 16-ounce bottle of your favorite Italian dressing whatever kind you like. I usually use, there's a brand that I use that's a really mild Italian dressing. It's not overly seasoned. It doesn't have cheese in it or anything like that. It's just a very simple Italian dressing. You can also use a red wine vinaigrette or a balsamic vinaigrette. Pour that bottle in over the chicken, squeeze the air out of the bag and seal it and fold it up and put it in a dish and set it in your refrigerator for like, four hours. You can do it overnight if you want. I did it today for six hours. And six hours is really even more. I like four hours would have been plenty. And what you can do is flip it over one time in the refrigerator or so to make sure that it's evenly coated. If you use the frozen, individually frozen chicken breasts, what I do with that is I have the chicken frozen. I pour the bottle of dressing into the bag that the chicken comes in because they always have a Ziploc on them. I pour it in there, squeeze the air out, and reseal it. And then I just put that in the refrigerator and let that go overnight and let them thaw. Because um, when my kids were young, I used to make this like once a week. So I would prep it the night before, put it in the refrigerator. When they came home from school and I got home from work, I just got the chicken out and took it out and it was ready to go in the oven. You're going to let that brine. Now, I like to do this in a disposable foil pan if you have one. You don't have to. You can use a regular, like a 9 by 13 baking pan. But the disposable pan is nice because then you can throw it away when you're done. Ultra simple. So take your chicken pieces out of the brine and put them into the pan. And then you want to sprinkle them with salt and pepper. And you can put a little bit of garlic salt on there if you want to or garlic powder. You can put Italian herbs on there. I have a little uh, container that's uh, mixed Italian herbs dried 
and I sprinkled that on. So it's very simple, you know, just, just a tiny sprinkle of it. I would say you're not going to be using more than like a half teaspoon and just sprinkle them on there and then put that in the oven at 350 and you want to bake those for an hour. Now, while your chicken's baking, you can work on your parsley potatoes, which are the simplest thing on earth if you're using canned potatoes. You need about two pounds of potatoes, either small round potatoes. You can use, like I said before, you can take large potatoes, cut them up. You can peel them or don't peel them or, or just go around one turn just to make them look fancy. Or like I said, the canned potatoes, which would be like two cans of canned potatoes. So I'm going to go ahead with canned potato instructions. If you use fresh potatoes, you just need to cook them for about 15 minutes in boiling water and drain them. And then you'll move on to the next step like we're doing with the canned potatoes. So take your canned potatoes. Um, you want to empty them into a colander in your sink and rinse them off and then place them into a baking dish. Put salt, pepper on them, and a little bit of butter, about a tablespoon of butter on the potatoes. Put them in your microwave and heat those for about two and a half minutes, just enough to start getting them hot. While they're heating, you want to, in a small pan, take two tablespoons of butter and melt it and add about one teaspoon of dried parsley or one tablespoon of fresh chopped parsley and saute it in that butter just to release the aroma and the flavor into the butter. When your potatoes are done heating in the microwave, you're going to take them out and you're going to pour this butter and parsley mixture over the top and kind of toss them around and then put them in the oven for about 15 or 20 minutes with your chicken while your chicken is cooking and let them finish heating in there. And that's as simple as they are. That's pretty darn simple. But like I said, if you cook the potatoes, it's the same thing. Just put them in a baking dish, pour the butter mixture over them, toss them around and put them in the oven. Now the green beans. This is wholly seasonal because it's very hard to get good fresh green beans around the entire year. I know people do it. You can go to restaurant uh, supply places and get them. You can also buy whole canned green beans. It's a little bit of searching, but you can do that. And that's what I did today. Now this recipe size is for like a can of green beans or about a half a pound of full green beans because I just did this in very small amounts, but this can always be multiplied. So for the green beans, what you want to do is if you're using fresh whole green beans, you want to clean them and take the stems off and put them in your steamer, get your water going underneath, and you want to steam these for about 15 or 20 minutes. You have to check them because beans are the hardest thing to cook on the planet Earth. Green beans take forever. So once you get them to the point where they're cooked, they don't, you, you don't want them to be mushy. You want them to have a little bit of a bite to them, but you don't want them to be like crunchy, okay? Once you get them to that point, you can remove them from the burner and just leave them over the hot water. And now what you want to do is your almond part. If you don't want to toast your almonds, you can then just melt some butter, toss your almonds in that melted butter, and pour them over the green beans. If you're doing just enough for, you know, a couple of people, say like a half a pound of beans or one can of beans, you use about 
an eighth of a cup of slivered almonds to a quarter of a cup, depending upon how much you like almonds, and about two tablespoons of butter. So you want to melt your butter, mix your almonds in there, pour it over the beans. If you're going to toast your almonds, you want to put about a teaspoon, teaspoon and a half of olive oil in a small pan, put those almonds in there on medium-low heat and toss them around until they just start to brown. Just It only takes a couple of minutes. They just start to brown. Then throw that butter in the skillet and melt that with your almonds and then pour that over your beans. So either way, it's pretty simple. And they're actually good. I mean, I, I, I like almonds and I enjoy them. And they do look a little bit fancy, I guess, for the fancy buffet part, you know. So there's your uh, green beans with almonds or green bean almondine. So now, okay, you're going to have to figure out how to pour the pop into the clear pitchers yourself. Yeah, you got to get some clear pitchers. You got to, you know what, while the oven's preheating, put the butter pats in the freezer yes, so they can yes. get nice and hard. I forgot about that. That's the integral step of I this. I forgot about that. Make sure you put your butter. If you don't have butter pats, slice your butter into very thin pats and then freeze it on a plate. And then <laughs> you'll be all set. But this is, if you wanted to do something... I mean, seriously, and I've told this to people many times, you know, people spend a lot of money catering graduation parties and things like that. And this is not a hard thing to do here as far as these, re these recipes are so simple, which is why it's such a great buffet. Exactly. So if you wanted to do something like this yourself or, or something, you could, you could assign different foods to different people and bring everybody together, you know and and have this but you can also do this for yourself because if you just make the one pound of sausage or the six chicken or whatever you know you can make a, a, a kind of a little celebration buffet for your family and <laughs> and just do something fun you know so celebrate those good report cards celebrate that lost tooth i don't know what else you could celebrate if you want to have a cookie display for this, you can certainly have a cookie display. I mean, there's no there's no reason. You can have cookies and cake whenever you want to. We're grown-ups, you know. So there you have it. The Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio Celebration Buffet. If you ever wondered what we do here when we party, this is it. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Threads at Mary Mac Bakehouse on Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.